Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks, the podcast that celebrates the people and places that make the Outer Banks special. This is episode 31, and in this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Julie Moy, the owner of KDH Cooperative, which is a gallery and studio located on the bypass in Kildeville Hills. We had a great conversation about the local art culture and how it's being shaped and moving forward on the Outer Banks. Be sure to stick around to the very end. She talks about an annual event she has on Christmas Eve. Definitely something you want to check out. We had a lot of fun sitting down with this talk, so sit back. We had a lot. We had a lot of. We had a lot of fun discussing this. We had a lot of fun talking about the local art scene. I think you'll have. We had a lot of fun talking about the local art scene. I think you'll like this episode, so sit back and enjoy. We are high atop the South Crotan Highway at the KDH Art Co-op. Is that what we call this place? KDH Cooperative. Cooperative. Mm-hmm. Got it. Julie, thanks for sitting down with me today. Uh, how long have you been here? Uh, 22 years it will be on May 5th. That's uh, Cinco de Mayo. We always celebrate. <laughs> That's how I remember Big celebration. That. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Um, and, and what was the impetus to, to open this place? Uh, well... Um, I was an art teacher and, um, I, uh, always was seeking, uh, places to sell my own work, which of course was limited at that time, just being a full-time teacher. But, um, I grew up in a family of, of business people and I grew up as a business person myself. And so it was just a natural, uh, inclination and desire to, um, to have a business and that just seemed like the right fit and and I'm so fortunate to have family um, emotional and financial support just to get it started and um, and and here we go is that a, is a business art person kind of an oxymoron I know because <laughs> it goes I against know. the starving yes, artist <laughs> I think you're right <laughs> well I I guess I by some standards I probably am a starving artist but I, <laughs> you have to keep your standard to a, a level that you can achieve um, but no, I don't know. My family was in business in restaurants, cabinet shop, uh, bars, sure. different things. And, you know, so, uh, just kind of growing up, understanding what it takes to be a self-employed person. It's just, it means you get to make all the choices, but most of the time you just work, you just work as long and fast as you can. And then, yeah. you know, so that's, that's that, right. as you know, yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I can, I can. I'm sure we could share a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned something about there weren't a lot of places to show your art back then. Has that changed? Oh, my goodness, yes. There's so many um, wonderful shops and galleries and just venues down here more than ever. Um, so many places uh, kind of cut across different uh, barriers these days where you see art selling in a place that sells, you know, subway, submarine sandwiches yeah. and beer and whatnot. Um, So there's that. um, I think that's more than ever has opened up um, and become more hopefully fruitful for the artist, but also just really more commonplace, even for the shopper to see art selling everywhere. Um, But also just galleries, too. There's just a lot more. Right. Yeah. Um, This started, you know, 22 years ago. And of course, there was a year or so or more in the planning 
and just just getting this building habitable um and that that might be questionable based on standards again <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know so uh teaching all that time that I was, I was still working for a great part of that just sort of planning and scheming um it you know I, I, I'm sure very ignorant about at the time, you know, really what was available because I was busy working full time. So, um, but I have definitely seen it increase here a lot. Yeah. I just had uh, Noah Snyder sit, sit down for a, a podcast episode and he was at a local show and he couldn't believe, he was shocked at how many great artists were producing stuff on this beach. Have you seen just the art artist population explode as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, and and the quality. I mean, we have, you know, uh, just people coming here with already really refined skills and talents and education and experience. Um, so not, and not all of them are, you know, twenty somethings. People move here as as retired people as well, and they've had full careers as artists prior to even arriving here. Um, so then you have that and they're looking for places to show their work and they're very um, accomplished even before they get step yeah. foot here um, and that's not all but you just see people that grow up here and with the influence of the the beautiful surroundings right. and there are opportunities and then there's some fabulous art schools in the state of North Carolina um, and then they come back here so nice. we have that too nice yeah. and obviously you're an artist what's what's your favorite medium to work with well, I'm a multimedia artist. I Because I was an art teacher, um, you kind of get trained in a lot of different medium media, and then you fall in love with every one, yeah. and then you don't ever want to let go of any of them. <laughs> and so, in a way, that's a real, uh, that's terrible, because, well, I'll have to say to the listening audience, John is sitting amongst what most people would consider a pile of rubble, which is uh, my this studio. Is, this is my kind of place. <laughs> It's right full of everything in the world. <laughs> and often people look around like, when are you ever going to use that thing? And I think, well, I don't know, 10 more years maybe. I, I could stand up here and just stare at everything for well, hours. <laughs> there's a lot. It's a, it's a sensory overload yep. of stuff. Yep. But I do love, I guess, I guess if you had to pick a thing, I love to repurpose and recycle cast off so i like to work with garbage i'd say i really <laughs> love working with garbage not stinky garbage i so produce much. a lot of garbage so we've got to go into business together <laughs> so yeah that's okay me. nice and obviously you do a lot of classes here so you so you're teaching you never gave up the teaching you still do a lot of teaching here well i did for 20 years and then COVID hit and then i was kind of shut down during that time and uh this is something that you see with retired people although i'm not retired is that when you stop doing a thing, you wonder how did you ever have the time to do that job? And right. I, that happened to me with teaching. Um, I was teaching children's classes for 20 years here at the gallery and adult classes also at that, during that time. Uh, and then COVID came and I couldn't teach and I just started doing other things. And so I haven't taught since COVID here at the gallery. Um, I may again, I have to find this time. Yeah. And I have found that a lot of artists uh, who I work with here are kind of in the same boat. They're, they, many of them would teach classes now and then, but I can't seem to find anybody who will give up their time anymore. Right. They're, huh. they're hoarding their time. Well, understandably, you know, we're all trying to just do what, what we do. Yeah. We're so, out of bankers. We just hustle. Just keep doing it, you know? So, yeah. But I did love working with the kids and they're so inspiring at times. Um, for my own work, 
you know, I, I get so much from what they're doing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Any, any adult classes? Um, yeah, no, we don't have any classes going on right now. Um, we do get, oh, okay. we get people asking constantly, so there's a need for it. Um, I try to refer them to anybody I know that's teaching something at the time. And there are lots of opportunities for um, art classes around the Outer Banks. I just don't happen to offer any of them here at the moment. Understood. Yeah, yeah, at the moment. And did, did you have this building built yourself? Oh my gosh, no, this building is a whole story in itself. <laughs> I, won't go, I won't go to the entirety of it, but... What, what, what was it before this? So in 1972, it was built. Uh, Russ Beale was the artist who built it. And he's, he's quite famous locally. I mean, old timers would know his name. And he was very, um, very accomplished woodcarver. And I mean, he had taken some awards nationally for some of his toys that he created. I have an article from Parade Magazine from like 1970 something. And they featured his award-winning carved wooden toys. Um, And there were a few pieces still in the gallery when I got it. I mean, it was in, it was really in a state of near rubble when we took it (laughs) over. And the family, now he had died back in 90, um, let me think, I, I can't remember, 91 maybe. And his widow still lived, but she was infirm and in a nursing home. And so her family was really in charge of liquidating her assets because they had to uh, come up with funding for her and all of that had to happen. So uh, we worked a deal, bought the place, and uh, then it took an entire year to just get it cleared out and at least, like I say, habitable. Um, And yeah, it was, it was a, there were times when I, now I'm not exaggerating either because I have a friend that could verify this, <laughs> where I would be working in here before the electricity was turned back on and it would be, you know, 98 degrees inside and outside, <laughs> dusty and disgusting and dirty. And I would just be like laying on the floor crying, like, what have I done? <laughs> you know, oh my God. But uh, anyway, it all came together and some great people came forth to get involved. And as soon as we could, we opened and um, we had, I think we had 20, let's see, I think we had 21 artists when we first opened. And I was so amazed and proud that that many people would come forward cool. to participate with this. It was a big commitment Yeah. because they were going to work here and everything. And then it just grew from there. We have, I think we have 49 now. So it's grown. Wait, is that vendors or is that just Uh, people? Uh, Yeah, that's artists. And um, so 49 of them total, but then more than half of them actually work here in the building. So they volunteer as, you know, run in the gallery. Okay. Yeah. And that just kind of keeps you going. Did did they get a break on, so does each vendor artist pay rent? Um, not really rent necessary. It's not really, uh, well, your membership dues and, um, and then they get a really low commission rate. So if an artist is a consigner, that's just a standard issue. 60, 40 split. The artist takes 60% of their sale. They don't have any work requirements or anything like that, but the member artists pay dues and they work here and they really take an active interest in uh, displaying their works, helping other people display their work, everything, just everything. It's really a community, just like a traditional co-op. Okay. Yeah. I I find it cool that it was a studio before you got here. Yeah, it was. And he taught classes here too. Is that right? (laughs) In fact, I have friends that took some carving classes from him back in the 70s, and he was notoriously a cantankerous guy. 
kind of grumpy, didn't really like children that much. Now, this is this is third-hand information here, but I think there was enough of these stories to, to for me to believe <laughs> that he was quite ill-mannered around yeah. children. And um, anyway, so some of them, you know, talked about taking his classes here and stuff. And uh, he was known for, I mean, anybody who ever met him would know, he was very well-known to sit down at Lance's Seafood Market, if you remember that place. Remember. Well, that's in Nags Head, and I think now it's turned into um, a wedding venue or something. Anyway, okay. it's been many, many things yeah. since Lance's Seafood. I and um, he would sit there drinking his drink, I think he drank bourbon and something, and carving. And he would carve the shavings all over the place, including on people's legs, feet, yeah. <laughs> the bar. <laughs> and in fact, my husband knew him and uh, and he just talked about him being such an old crank. And it, But it's such an interesting story. With him, there were a million stories of right? him. And just back in the <laughs> 70s, there was hardly anything going on here. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so how would you describe the local art scene right now? Uh, let's see. Lot There's a lot of opportunities for artists right now. I, I think that because we're a tur tourist economy, that really the art scene here is, I don't like to use the word commercial, but I can't help but to use the word commercial. How about tourist driven? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. And um, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I, I think Give it's an okay thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the people that come here and they want to take something home that's made here. I, I love that. I'm really sure. happy that that happens. Um, it does determine some things about what we create. And that's okay, too. Some artists might not like that in terms of, like, feeling like it's a little sort of, you know, make your painting to match the couch kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you're able to make a living here doing it so it's it's got its ups and downs in that way right you know you, you know what the customer wants that's and, it. and if you want to survive right. and, and that's make it. a living those of know. us who are trying to actually earn money at it as long as you're not it. totally selling out on something right you know? well and and really to me selling out on art would be going and taking a job and that's a four-letter word job right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good word <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so who, who are the you know the big names on the outer banks well, there's so many, I hate to even say, because, you know, I'll leave somebody out for certain, but you see them. You see them everywhere you go. You, When you go into a restaurant and there's large paintings, they're going to, you're going to see those same uh, names on paintings in the Arts Council Gallery, in our gallery, in art shows along the waterfront and places like that. So, you know, you, you just interviewed Noah Snyder. He's a pretty big name. Um, Marsha Klein, um, we've, we have uh, Rick Nelson here at the gallery, Holly Nettles, and, and I say these names only just because they're people that sell a lot of paintings because they produce a lot of paintings. Right. It, it has nothing to say about um, all the people who don't produce that much, their talent and skill level. I mean, because life is going on in the meantime, yeah. you know, children and parents and yep. whatever. Uh, so. Um, anyway, I've, I find that the people, the most prolific painters, of course, and Dawn Moraga, you know, she's, she's everywhere you look and she's really, really great about promoting herself, promoting others. And she's on social media. Um, I just think that, um, those who are just out there doing it all the time, painting or 
doing pottery or whatever your thing is, if you're just doing it all the time, you're the big name. You did it. You're right. there, you know, so. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and those are great names. And, and I've, I've heard of some of those. Uh, but are there, is there anybody or, or are there a few people that, that have just been here for decades? Like, do you have a mentor from, you know, oh. from way back that's still around? Well, no. I mean, I would say, you know, some of those names that because of my I'm in my mid 50s. So I uh, I guess I'm dangerously on the other side of mid 50s, <laughs> to be completely honest. But, um, uh, you know, so some of those that I found inspiration from are gone now. Right. They're deceased. You know, Glenn, Yor, uh Don Bryan. Um, uh, goodness. There, there's so many, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and it wasn't that I, you know, work like them or anything like that, but just the inspiration of like getting out there and doing it all the time, just continually doing it and sort of breaking ground with how do you be an art gallery on the Outer Banks? Right. Good grief. Think about Glenn Yore back in the 70s. Right. How do you be an art gallery in the Outer Banks on the 70s? You probably starve a lot yeah. of the time, I could believe, you know? Yeah, you're open maybe 100 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those kinds of... The, he inspired me so much just in that way. In fact, when I was really working on getting this gallery going, um, he and Pat were so generous in their... Um, just their support. They They were always offering to help in any way they could. I mean... Just there, just knowing that they were there saying those things just made me feel so much better. Right. It's kind of scary to open a business, as you know yourself. You know, right. it's risky. Is there any competition? I mean, like, is it like nasty competition oh, gosh, or is it just no. a really tight fraternity of oh, owners? Galleries? I would say that's how I feel about it. There may be some that don't feel that way, but I don't, I, I guess I'm oblivious to it. I just, <laughs> I just go on about my Pollyanna right. way and ignore it. <laughs> but I know I'm always supportive of other galleries, always trying to send people to the place where they can find what and who they're looking for. And I feel that they do the same. You know, um, one of my favorite uh, places to send people just for really beautiful and interesting um, artwork is um, Sea Green yep, Gallery like down on the, cool and they're place. close by, you know, that we're only a few miles apart. Um, but I just love their whole uh, style and they send us people all the time. We send them people. And I, I just feel like that's, like you say, like a fraternity of gallery owners. Um, and also Pat Yore, she's still out is that right? doing it. You know, she's still there. And, um, you know, she's got help now. And, and I think. Is the Yore Gallery still open? Yeah. Yeah, yes. and uh, and that you know they sort of defined Gallery Row. Yeah, and they're still doing it. Thank goodness. And uh, you know she she does more of um, you know one man shows and that sort of thing than we do. We're more set up commercially. We just have to. You know we have to pay the bills, so yeah. we are constantly constantly changing in here. Right. New work. Kind yeah. of a volume thing. Of oh, sorts. totally. Yeah, more uh, retail sell selling yeah. you know and and so we're trying to always just be stocked in the thing that's the customer's looking for whether and, and you know some of the some of our greatest you know items that sell out of here are small take-home things like pottery and jewelry and stuff like that so nice yeah and it, you know so we have gallery row in nags head um and we have a few other places like this places sprinkled in between but of course you got duck and 
Uh, Roanoke Island has got a Yeah, they've got, kind of yeah, they do. Right. And they've got the Arts Council Gallery over there, which is right, a fabulous right. place. And then Faye Edwards has a gallery downtown there now. Um, uh, we've got in Duck, there's several really, really beautiful galleries over there. Um, sea Dragon, which is Yellow House Gallery. Um, and, and then there's others that are more commercial and they're selling more regional and even more national works. So we really, really specifically only sell local artists yeah. here so that's i think what is our primary draw for our customers um they're just you know and we we obviously can't uh sell every local artist that's on the outer banks but we you know we sort of curate and we jury for quality and i was going to say i think there's some artists that sprinkle themselves all over the place right yes and and um and and i get it yeah. <laughs> I understand how that works. Yeah. Um, we don't often have those people in here simply because we really, they if they have enough venues, then they do. Yeah. You know, we really try to, to um, and, it, and we specifically try to support those artists who are with us. Sure. You know, that's a big deal. We're, each, we're each out there always talking about each other and, and getting it, you know, supporting each other in that way. Right. As... As you're sitting here, kind of watching the cultural, uh, the the local art world go forward, anything you'd like to see? Any changes you'd like to see, or a um, wish list of things? I would love to see more public art. You know, that's really something that. And what I've do you mean done, by that? Um, okay, well, art that is installed permanently. Um, generally, it would be like in parks and public buildings, um, anything. Now there are there. There has been some of that. Um, some of that has been driven by like public um, fundraising events to put art somewhere. Now, some towns and cities around the country will have like a 1% for the arts a budget that goes into every public building. So 1% of the funding for that building will be put to some art that will stay there forever, you know. Okay. Now here we have a lot of like commercial venues that put art in their shops and restaurants and stuff and but generally that's at the expense of the artist I find that they put that it right? well they put it there it's for sale and they don't you yeah. know yeah they're just offering and there's no permanence to it at all right they're just offering the space uh, understandably that yeah, they, is kind they, of a relationship they sold out the place it's kind of a, it's kind of a you know that's that relationship but I'd love to see more permanent uh, sculpture uh, mosaic murals etc that would be you know put in yeah. public buildings we've got a lot of them you know the courthouse did a great uh, uh, they did a project and I'm not I think that was really generated by the Arts Council and they bought many pieces of art that are permanently that right? installed there in the courthouse and the hospital did the same I think the hospitals was funded by the hospital um, since that's a I believe that's a corporate um, venture there but they you know they had sort of a competition and then artists submitted and then there was a jury that picked several you know many many pieces to go in there so you if you do unfortunately ever end up in the hospital or visiting somebody there <laughs> you see lots of original art hanging everywhere that's great yeah so, so i'd love to see more of that and even on the outside would be fun to see like you know sculptures there was one not too long ago over uh at the bomb center here in kill devil hills and it was a basically a call for entries and um, and this was a I believe it was a Virginia artist that that uh, and I'm sadly I can't tell you his name at the moment but he did a beautiful 
um, sculpture that is permanently installed there right in front of their um, gardens in the, at the bomb nice. center. But that sort of thing could really be happening all over this yeah. Outer Banks. We have a lot of great spaces for things like that. Right. So that's right. my, that's will, my you wish. Know, don't you think the, uh, the new uh, playground over by Nags Head Elementary, they kind of, I don't know, it's, it was set up very artistically, I yes, would say. Yes, it was. I don't in know fact, if there's any real art there, but it, is, it does look artistic as you yes, drive by. Yes, I do. And I think there were some, uh, I think there, there was at least one art project. I can't remember how it ended, uh, who won that commission. But I think there will be another for that, for that, uh, right. for their second phase, I believe. That. And Nags Head has done a, excuse me, has done a great job of um they do the same for their offices they um they have done uh, basically call for entries and they in their town office they have a lot of original work some of our artists here at the gallery have uh, pieces in there right? so so that's just the beginning you know yeah. love to see more on the outside because i think that draws uh, public attention right. everywhere you go nice. i mean i've been in places where they have it all the schools have public art and you know uh and sometimes it's volunteer, you know, but other times it's it's paid commissions yeah. to the artist, you know. Nice. So that'd be fun to see. <laughs> yeah. So so people are always relocating to the Outer Banks. Um, do, do you see a, a steady stream of artists relocating to the Outer Banks as well? Yeah, I definitely do. I, I can't tell you how many times, especially in the summer, we have people come in and say, yeah, we're retiring here, we're building a house. <laughs> My husband's retired and I'm an artist or the other way around. Right. And, um, and uh, how do you, you know, how do you apply for membership to the gallery, okay. et cetera. And, you know, so it's great. I mean, we do, um, we see it happen all the time. I, I'm constantly referring people to all the different galleries around where they might find a, a friendly venue for their type of work, depending on what they're doing. And right. certainly always recommend the Dare County Arts Council. Right. Because they to become a is there a membership for that? Yeah, that's well? a membership, okay. and um, and then to show in the gallery is a jury process as well. Okay. It's a separate thing altogether. But I think they do theirs. I can't remember if they're once or twice a year either, but somewhere in there. And um, so there's always opportunities to uh, get your work out there. Do you, Do you have a cap for this business? I mean, well, just physically, you know, I mean, it's really, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, the most we've had is maybe 52 people at one time showing here, but depending on who those people are, the size and breadth of their work, you can't, you can't, you know, you don't know, like some, uh, one of our potters and I'll mention it. She's a dear friend of mine, Amy Gentry. She is one of the most prolific, potters and artists i've ever known i i yeah. constantly tell her she's crazy because i don't think she sleeps two hours a <laughs> night because she's working into the night but um and i i have those months myself so i can't really just stand here and point the finger i do the same thing at times <laughs> but uh she turns over the work boy right? i mean she just sells so much pottery so you know how, how many amy gentry potters can you have in a building one yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you might have some others that do half as much work right. you and know. you're probably looking for some balance too absolutely you know. you know you don't want everything to be blue and green yeah you know you, you need to have a variety of styles and and i think we do you know over the years we've kind of we that's one of the things about jurying it's really difficult to jury people's work who submit here for membership because 
you, you can't simply look at skill level talent or anything like that. You have to look at, you know, do we, first of all, do we have room to hang anything of yours? You know, if they're all four by four yeah. feet, uh, you know, we could hang a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, you know, uh, are they all $4,000? Well, I don't know that we need to hang any of them because we, they may be here a long, long time. You know, so yeah. there's so many criteria to like, how do you know, what's the balance? And like you said, you have to know who your customer is. What, are, what do they want? Right. You know, what can, I mean, how many people can carry a four by four painting out of here to their home? Right. It's mm, some, a few. <laughs> do you get a lot of requests to ship stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Constantly. Yes. And that is I can like, imagine. It, it's good. I mean, I've gotten pretty fast at it now. I can't say I enjoy it, but I do it. I do what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Grip my teeth and do it. Yeah I, yeah. I feel, you know, just from all the little things I've done, it's kind of the, you know, the, the, the price of living on the Outer Banks, yes. right? It's like yes. people want your stuff, but it's going to have to ship somewhere ship. else. Yeah. Yes. And we've, you know, we have sometimes we have visitors from Hawaii and <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, of course, we're going to have to ship everything they get. Yeah. <laughs> let's kind of, <laughs> let's lead them over here to the lightweight, soft things. Right. Right. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And then, <laughs> yeah. you, then you battle with a, okay, how much am I going to charge to make this work my while? Oh, because my gosh. I'm going above and beyond. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, to pack pottery. You know, you're packing pottery to ship across the country. It's like, oh, you have to pack it so well. Well, you, you kind of alluded <clears throat> to it a few minutes ago, but uh, any advice you'd give uh, new artists to relocating to the Outer Banks? Um, oh, gosh. Well, I, you know, so much of that is age dependent. And, and, yeah. What do you need? What's your, where is your yeah. career at the time? Right. But so if it's a new artist, like a brand new coming out of college or whatever, I would say take a job so that you get to know a lot of people. You know, that, that's sure. so helpful just to getting to know other people and then just talk, call or walk in and talk to different galleries that that really suit your work. And they don't necessarily have to be galleries. It could be boutiques or shops or it depends on what you're doing. And, and just speak to them so that you know, like, when do they want to see your work? If they ever want to see it, if they want to see it, be there then, you yep. know, walk in with it or email pictures of it or whatever you have to do. But each one's going to be different and each time, you know, the timing is all different. So I definitely say, here's a big no-no, do not ever show up in July with a, with a trunk full of your work and say, do you want to see my work? Because we'll mark you name. You'll be on that do not that talk to list. list. <laughs> this person has no idea. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, I think if, the, if for a person starting out, gosh, there's a lot of opportunity here. And for a person who just wants to continue their career from, from, from whatever town or city they're coming from. Right. And it's, you know, we're so fortunate that social media and and sort of internet uh, galleries are are going so strong. There's that, you know. We we right. we're so lucky. Uh, right. But as far as selling locally, you know, I would walk around and just see what looks like my work. You know, right. where where is the shop that looks like me? Yeah. You know, and see. And there's, and, and there's so many choices right now. Yeah. And 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 as far as like outdoor shows, now I personally am beyond the age of it being doing that yeah 
it's too exhausting and hot and buggy and sweaty <laughs> and all that stuff. Right. But um, but for those of you who have that stamina, uh, there's a million of those now. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're, they're also called farmer markets, which yeah. they never seem to have any food. But yeah, right. That's <laughs> I, true. Its its. Yes, no, you're but, right. But yeah. they're, they're more artist markets than that's anything so else. That's so true. And, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, Look, good fun. And there's some all you know all the way down from. Ocracoke Island all the way up to Kerala. There's shows happening all the time. So definitely get on the um, notifications list from the Arts Council. They will be able, they, they keep us they most. They keep track of all They that. do. They keep you in the, as long as people notify them, yeah. you know, then they can get the word out where the next show is and stuff. So. Do you have any projects uh, or is the business pushing in a direction that maybe nobody knows about or? Uh... Oh my goodness. Well, no, not really. I'd say we're just, you know, proceeding as usual. We've we've taken on a little bit more of a um, active role in um, social media promotion lately, which has been really great. Because you know, I'm I'm just I'm old enough to where I that stuff is. Um, uh, it's newer than me. <laughs> How do you say that? So I, uh, I stress and struggle with those things, but thankfully I have younger people around me that don't. <laughs> so we try to um, just show people what's going on yeah. here. How much, yeah. you know, well, things. You're, you are dealing with a visual medium. So yes. it's, yes. Uh, it's yes. fun to share it on social media so people can look at it from all around the world. And I, I get that part. That That's kind of what I did in the water sports business. You know, it's, you could tell a story, but the picture of a, yes. a person on you know, parasailing or jet skiing is is going to be a lot more interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I totally get that part. Um, are you, so do you have an online um, business? Uh, yeah, we, we have a website and a Facebook page and an Instagram uh, page. Um, and, and can people order stuff right from uh, there? Well, we tried to do that for a while. It just I could never dedicate enough time to make it really pan out. We did start that, and then it sort of just... You know, right now crickets are chirping in that in that room. But um, gotcha. uh, yeah, but people. Uh, here's the funny thing: is people will find a way to buy online, even if you are a reluctant seller online. Yeah. <laughs> so I had recently had a customer send me a picture of one of the pictures that she saw on her Facebook page. She actually sent the picture to a <laughs> message with the piece circled that she wanted to see. Sure. Now, it was way off in the distance. You could barely tell what it was. So then I was able to photograph it closer up. We had many exchanges back and forth, and she bought the piece. It was like, wow, that was just so arduous. She did it, and she held out. You know, she just kept she, she on, persisted. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, so it's just amazing to me sometimes when people shop like that. And many times those are people of my generation right. <laughs> who don't really care if it's online or not. They're just they're oh, yeah. sort of shopping anyway. It's, it's, it's really it's cool. It's easy. I, yeah. So I had a, a similar epiphany in the water sports business. And that was, you know, for years I was like, you know, if we could allow people to book online, that'd be a game changer. Yeah. But the technology just didn't catch up. Well, nobody had written a program just for water sports. Well, when they finally did, hallelujah, that was so great because yeah. you were making money in your sleep. You'd wake up the next morning and 
we just sold four jet skis today and, and it was it's a good feeling that you know? is incredible <laughs> i know and those kinds of stories inspire me john to just try harder but uh yeah and and like i say I'm lucky i'm so lucky to have some younger people and and some people who are not younger who are just smarter <laughs> that too good, good to hire smart people <laughs> yeah big believer in that one yeah um so uh, I, I gotta say i love this place you know, I don't come here as often as I want to or should. Um, I recommend people come here at least once a year to go shopping. It's probably good that I'm not here every month because I'd probably That's go right. broke buying everything. But I just love all the different stuff, and there's just so much cool stuff that you could. And I've actually, I have, you know, uh, I do a, a Friday email, and I know I've, I've promoted this place along with some of the other uh, galleries around Christmas time. Is, Thank you. Is, yeah. shop locally you yeah, know and you yeah. can definitely find some cool stuff here um you know love everything that you're doing here a anything in particular you want to promote before we wrap oh, this up let me just say this one thing now this <laughs> you just reminded me for christmas we've been doing this for 22 years now so every uh december 24th we have something called the man sale and you men out there do, do not take offense to this, but we know you and we know that that's the day that you shop for Christmas, <laughs> like the, the only day. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's your day. So although it's not truly a sale in the sense that everything's on sale, reduced price, because the artists in the gallery set their prices for how what they can afford to sell. Uh, but so we have uh, myself and one of our artists, uh, Joy Hannon, who is a jeweler, silversmith. And, or metalsmith, I guess she does gold as well. And we um, are the elves of the man sale. So we <laughs> offer uh, man food, which is whatever men like to eat, which is uh, which in our estimation is a lot of things. <laughs> I, I like, want to hear this list. Okay, okay. So the list is, uh, there's always um, those little hot dogs in uh, like, what do Guilty. you call, uh, what are they called? Um, pigs in a blanket. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's always pigs in a blanket. So yep, and usually <laughs> sausage balls, ham biscuits. Sometimes there's a oh, pizza, yeah. uh, cookies, pickles, chips. If you had and a salt. couch and a TV with football. <laughs> I'm here. This is it. <laughs> All that kind of food, like game day food, and um, and then sometimes people will bring some food in with them. We always have donuts, and Joy and I always start our day with um, mimosas. So we start out at <laughs> nine thirty or ten with um, champagne and orange juice. And then we move into, then we also have coolers of beer. Wow. And this is for the How men. am I just finding out I about don't know, this? John, but I'm just here to tell <laughs> oh you, my, we got to come this year. We so. need to promote this. Oh yeah. And gosh. so, uh, and of course, there's coffee for those people who need coffee, uh, sodas, <clears throat> and non-alcoholic drinks for people who don't want to drink beer in the middle of the day, although I do highly recommend it on December 24th. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And, um, and so we just help people find things for their their That's loved awesome. ones and we gift wrap everyone so wow. we do lots of wrapping oh and everybody leaves happy and they there is so many times you need to get a banner plan i'm for that. telling <laughs> you and so my husband and his buddies will meet here and shop and drink beer and eat whatever the food is of the day and um and it's awesome and they that so many times you just have these little congregations of friends show up here and meet and have a beer or two and shop and go home and their gift is ready to go. That so it's great. really fun. Yeah, that's been it. a fun tradition. That is so. great. Um, what, what are your hours? What are your hours of Okay, we here? are open Monday through Saturday. At this time of the year, we're uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then in the summers, we're open till 6 p.m. 
Six days a week till 6 p.m. Yeah. Got it. And uh, website, what's your website name? Well, it's kdhcooperative.com. So, but it, there's another, uh, there's another uh, URL, which is um, obxlocalarts.com. So they'll both find, they'll yeah, they'll both take you there. Excellent. And, uh, and I think that there's links on our Facebook page and our uh, Instagram page to go there too. So that's frequently what, how people get to there. Excellent. But our website, I would say, is not, um, it's a sleepy little town. <laughs> well, 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 what do you recommend? Oh, uh, for sure, recommend Facebook and Facebook. Insta. Yeah, Excellent. because, you know, we're doing that more frequently, and the sure. website is. Yeah, it's e- is, it is, I will admit, yeah. it's easier to manipulate a Facebook page yeah, instead of trying sure. to add stuff to your website. It's, I get Always. it. Always. Totally get it. Yeah. And we are on uh, South Crotan Highway. We are just south of Collington Road and just north of the... What's the bar restaurant next uh, door? Outer Banks Brewing Outer Station. Ba- Sorry, my brain froze up for a minute for a second there. Outer Banks Brew Station, which is under new ownership right now. <laughs> and um, yeah. in fact, as a little sidebar, I've loved the Brewing Station folks all these years. We opened within one week of each other. Is that right? Yeah. And I do, I do recall when they were under construction, they had the little, I don't know if you call that a silo or out there or yeah, whatever, but yeah. very cool. Yeah. So we were neck and neck trying so, to get open. So you could hear them crying and they could hear you oh, crying. Oh, gosh, yeah. In fact, I think we ran a hose one time from over because we had water long before they had water because we were an existing building. So they ran a hose across the canal. They needed water <laughs> <laughs> for a little while. Oh, man. And we've done a bunch of art projects for them. That's cool. Yeah, really been great with them. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, Julie, a great pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate you sitting down and taking My a few pleasure. Minutes. Thank you very much. A big thank you to Julie Moy for joining me for that podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And I will definitely be putting Christmas Eve on my calendar to go hang out down at the studio and enjoy all the stuff that's going on there. So be sure to check her out at KDH Cooperative on the bypass in Killable Hills. And until next time, make it a good one. <laughs>